the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the second coming of Christ. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. Verse 29, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Now notice this, it does not mean that when someone dies that they are in the grave. Not literally, because there's no body in the bodies that are in the graves. Huh? Come on now, you know your mama ain't out there in that ground. That's the house that she lived in. That's the house your daddy lived in. So when Jesus used the word grave right here, it doesn't mean like, okay, Lincoln, Carver, Zion Rest Cemetery. No, their bodies are there. But what happens when the Lord returns is that the dead in Christ rises first. Now stay with me right quick. The reason that they're going to rise first is because when he comes back, they're coming back in him. See, all those that sleep in Christ. See, when our loved ones that are born again here, when they go to sleep in the Lord, their spirit is transported out of this earth realm. They go past El Paso on the way out there, all the way up into the third heaven, and then they'll sleep in the bosom of Jesus. Bosom speaks of affection, the bosom of Abraham. But they'll sleep in the bosom of Jesus. Now, when the Lord says to Jesus one of these old days, son, go get your bride. What happens in the process is that Jesus gets up because he's seated at God's right hand. He robe up and he descends from heaven. And he gets on the axiom in space somewhere out there where he stops and he stands on nothing. Then he releases the spirits that are in him. Only those that are born again and went to sleep are in him. Everybody else missed that midnight train to glory. So those that are in him, he releases. And this is the power of God. Wherever those bodies are buried, even those bodies that have been cremated, we're dealing with God. God going to pull all that together. You know, they cremated Marvin Gaye. His daddy was a preacher. His daddy killed Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye had a death wish on him, and he kept on pushing, and his daddy put him out of his miseries. So even those whose ashes have been scattered long years ago in the ocean, in the rivers, on the yard, whatever has happened, no problem. Because God ain't playing when he say the earth is mine. He knows where everything is on this planet. So then when he releases the spirit of those out of him, They're going to go back into those bodies wherever they are. Wherever they are. Japan, Taiwan, Russia. May have just about three in Russia. But all of that. And then they're going to come up. Watch this now. They're going to come up from under the ground out of the casket. 
You ain't going to help me. And ain't no dirt going to be moved. And ain't no tombstone going to be leaning to the left or leaning to the right. They're just going to come up because their bodies would have been changed. Huh? And, and they're going to take on a, a molecular structure that is able to come straight up out of that casket, up out of that six foot of dirt that's on top of that casket, and they're going to rise to meet Jesus where? In the air! In the air. In the air. Then once the dead are raised, then the living is changed. So all this has happened simultaneously. You know, if you had a feeling and you're dealing with a saint who is sleeping, their body is here, but they sleep in the bosom of Jesus, if the rapture were to take place, the saint in the casket will be the first one getting up out of here, and God will raise the dead from those that see it. Huh? So there's order in the resurrection. So the Lord will release the spirit of those that sleep in him. And they'll go back into those bodies, into those caskets, into those places and spaces. And they'll be raised up first. And the molecular structure of their body won't need nobody to get the dirt off of the casket. Because when Jesus was raised up from the dead and all them was hiding up yonder in that room, he didn't say, listen, I need to call Papa Lock because I need to get a key to this lock right here because I need to get in this room. He didn't say that. He just stepped up in the room. Hallelujah. He just stepped up in the room. One of these old days, these vile bodies are going to be changed and we're going to be like him because we're going to see him as he is. Hallelujah. No more bursitis. No more arthritis. No more dental appointments. No more eye exams. No more back problems. No more knee bone problems. No more neck problems. No more. We're going to a place called no more. No more pain. No more tears. Every day will be sweeter than the day before. And when we see him, oh, what a rejoicing. Oh, what a meeting. Oh, what a time we're going to have. Hallelujah. We're going to a place where we will never grow old. Never. Never grow old. Never. And we'll see our loved ones that have gone on before us. You're talking about rejoicing. So the rapture is next. Dead in Christ, rise first. Those who are alive that belong to him and remain caught up together with them. So while the dead is being raised and the living is being changed, we'll all be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. In the air. Can you imagine that? Nothing underneath our feet. We'll be able to look down and see clouds down there. Hallelujah. You talking about you scared of flying? In that day, you won't even care. Wherever the Lord is, that's where you want to be. Hallelujah. Wherever the Lord is, that's where you want to be. Could I get one hallelujah? So, when we are caught up, I'm talking to the body of Christ now, when a dead is raised first, and the living is transmogrified or changed, we're going to be caught up together to meet the Lord in there. Now, where are we going when we are caught up? I'm glad you asked that question. Let's go to where we're going. Can we do that? Yeah. Go to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Let's go where we're going. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. We just need verse 10. The Bible says, for we must all appear 
before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So the first stop for the believer, once we are called up to meet the Lord in the air, will be the judgment seat of Christ. Now, let's talk about that right quick. Because there is no depart from me, I never knew you, go to hell and all that. No, not here. The judgment seat of Christ is not even to determine whether or not we're going to go to heaven. Because remember, the rapture already told us we were caught up to meet the Lord in air. We're already there. Huh? We're already there. So what's the judgment seat of Christ about? There's the sin of commission, and then there's the sin of omission. The sin of omission is that you see a brother or sister naked and destitute of daily things, and you don't raise a hand to try to help them. That's a sin of commission. When there are things that the Lord tells us to do to help somebody, and we don't do it, that's the sin of omission. And so it's going to be at the judgment seat, which is not criminal court. It's civil court. And so we're going to be judged at the things done in these bodies. All of us, you notice what it says, all of us must appear. Oh, I know you late for your doctor's appointment. You late for church. You late for what? You won't be late for this. Matter of fact, you're going to have somebody sent to transport you. So any of you talking about, wait a minute, I need to get this last curl in. You won't need it. <laughs> you won't need it. I got to put this line on, make sure it's straight. You won't need that either. You won't need that. Because once we are changed, we got to be changed and then we caught up. We're going to be looking just like him. Then we go to the judgment seat. See, at the rapture is the judgment seat. It's the beamer. In those days, past and gone, they used to have a place in the public square with just one step up. And a guy would sit here and judge matters. You know, he was basically the magistrate that they would bring things before him. And he would sit in this seat and he would judge the matters that are brought before him. That's the judgment seat. If you go home and look at your toilet, you may have a toilet made by the Beamer company. Beamer means judgment seat. I guess you're making a judgment then. <laughs> I guess you're judging all things. But it's not to determine who goes to heaven or who goes to hell. That's already been predetermined. So let's look at what's going to be going on. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Tell your neighbor, after the rapture is the judgment seat of Christ. And tell him it's not to determine who's going to heaven. But it's to determine how much we're going to get paid for what we did. See, you have no need of being in fear. If you're born again, you're already seated in heavenly places. All right? To the judgment seat of Christ, here it is. Notice now, Paul already said we're going to all appear. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 12, the Bible says, Now if any man build upon, let's start at verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. That's the judgment seat of Christ. That's not the great white throne judgment. This is silver court, not criminal. Because it shall be revealed by fire. That's God's word. And the fire shall try every man's work or what sort it is. Make sure you ain't doing what you're doing just to be seen of men because you already got your reward. Make very sure that whatever we do in word or in deed, we do all in the name of the Lord. And all to God's glory. Amen? Now watch this. In verse 14. If any man's work abide which he hath built it upon it, the foundation, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet as by fire. So all that a, a Christian does in this world, whether it's at church or on the job or whatever, all those works are going to show up at the judgment seat of Christ. Let me see if I can give you this right quick. There are some folk that want to buy a house. They've been told forever, you need to straighten up your credit. Nah! My money. Do what I want to. Well, when you finally find a house you want, you think you can afford, they go all the way back to when you was a baby in the crib over yonder. Everybody you owe, all of that stuff comes up. Now, if man got a computer that can bring all that stuff up, why are you trying to sneak through and get a house that you probably won't be able to pay for? If a man can push a button and get all that, then what about God? What about God? So that's the place where our works will be judged. Not us. Now, if we refuse to judge the sinful activity and the things going on in our own life, if we refuse, then God will step in and judge it. But you ain't going to hell as a result of it. So let me see if I can help some of us out. You shall be beaten with many stripes. And when I looked at that, everybody going to get beat. It's going to be a wailing house. Right there. <laughs> right there at the judgment seat of Christ is to judge our work. The fire is going to try these works as to what sort they are. Are we together on that? Okay, now, I don't want you to get confused about the rapture and the revelation. See, this must be distinguished between the rapture and the revelation. Because the rapture is a secret thing. Oh, yeah. They'll look around and we'll be gone. Then they'll be in our house eating our potted meat and crackers and hot links we left behind. They'll be driving our cars, working our flower beds. They'll know who else it is because you got to leave your wallet behind. We'll be gone. I say we will be gone. We're going to a place where we shall see him as he is. Now, the rapture, the judgment seat, the judgment of our works, then what's next? See, everything is in order. Then what is next? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Because we need to answer that. And I'm going to close this evening on those two resurrections. Now, we know there's a resurrection of the just. That's the first resurrection. Then there's a resurrection of the damned. 
Okay, now I need to go back to John right quick. Work with me in that fifth chapter because I need to pick up on that last thing right there that the Lord was talking about so that we can see what's really going on. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to be in the rapture. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in the rapture. And it doesn't have anything to do with the way I treat you. I'm going to be in the rapture because I'm sealed until the day of redemption. (laughs) I can beat you in the head with the microphone right before the trumpet sound. <laughs> I can amp you up, baby. Watch this last verse in John 5, John 5 and 29. And shall come forth, they that have done good. Now, the done good right here are those that accepted Jesus, right? Unto the resurrection of life. Somebody say life. And they that have done evil say rejected Jesus. Unto the resurrection of damnation. Go to Matthew. I, I know you know I heard him calling me. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Anybody getting anything out of this? Matthew, the 7th chapter. So that we don't get this twisted. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. These are the false professors of Christianity, but don't know the Lord. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. What is the will of God? That you be saved. That you believe that Jesus, in fact, is the Lord. All right, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out demons? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You got that? So no one that is not born again is going out in the first resurrection. And that's the resurrection of those that sleep in Jesus. Now, after the rapture, After the judgment seat. That's the first resurrection. The righteous only are in that resurrection. But there's a scripture I need to show you too. In Revelation chapter 20. I want to show you. The first and the second resurrection. And we'll conclude there and pick it up next time. There are two resurrections. Say that back to me. The resurrection of the just and the resurrection of the unjust. All right. In Revelation chapter 20. Let's take a look at these two resurrections. The first is for the righteous. The second is for the wicked. In uh, the book of Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Now, this is preparation for the millennial, for the 1,000-year reign of Jesus on the earth at 101 Jerusalem over yonder. Okay? So this chain that was in the hand of this angel, when the angel came down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, 
who is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit. Not hell, not the lake of fire, but the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loose a little season. Now, look up here. The rapture has taken place. Amen. The rapture has taken place. The saints have gone to the judgment seat of Christ. Our works are judged there. And we have entered into heaven itself with the Lord. The ones that are left in the resurrection of the just, all that took place. Dead raised first in Christ, living change, all caught up to meet the Lord in the air, going to the judgment seat. The works we've done will be looked at and judged. Those that are silver, gold, and precious stone, they will stand. They will last. Those that are wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up. But yet the, the, the saint will still be saved yet as by fire. So the same fire of God's word that burns up works that are not worthy of honor is the same fire that's going to make very sure that we're still saved even when the smoke is going up. Somebody says some saints going to smell like smoke when they enter in. But we're going to be there. He said, I'll never leave you. He said, I'll never forsake you. So when the Lord gets ready to sit up the millennial kingdom, that will last for 1,000 years. Amen? It will last for 1,000 years. The angel is going to come and bind Satan, that old devil, and put him into a bottomless pit. Now, this bottomless pit is called the bottomless pit because the pit has no bottom. I didn't figure that out. That, it, it ain't got no bottom to it. Okay? Which means then that Satan will be in a constant abandonment of falling. 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 Why is it that way? Because Satan has nothing that's stable. And nothing to offer but heartache and pain. So he's going to be chained and a seal is going to be set upon him and he's going to be placed in that bottomless pit for a thousand years. Oh yes my Lord. And when a thousand years, years are ended then he's going to be loose. Got it? Okay. Let's look at the righteous. Starting at verse 4 right here. Verses 4 through 6. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, these are the tribulation saints. Yeah. There are going to be so many people saved during the great tribulation period until John says, I saw a number that no man could number. Could you, could you help me right here? Those are the tribulation saints. Those that have gone through the tribulation. See, because this thousand years right here is on the other side of the seven years of great tribulation. Are we together? Man, this is rich. 
This milk so rich, if a cow drunk it, it'd go into shock attack. This is rich. Watch this. Verse 4 again. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. See, in those days, in, in those days, during the Great Tribulation period, they had. If they witnessed for Jesus, it's going to be cut off. And for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. All of this is, is, is basically one and the same. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So it's in steps but it takes place and God is handling and dealing with his saints of the ages. He's dealing with his saints. Verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. We can't die again. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him. Today's message, the second coming of Christ. FC 2670 FC 2670 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net Now the question is, will I do as will There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. 
Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. We'll Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.